Ryder Nation, William Powell, bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. Hey everybody, this is the Piffles Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Alex. I'm Steve. And again, no Greg. So much better, it's right? So much better. Or, or, or is it worse? No, it's definitely better. Okay. And I hope he hears this every time. <laughs> Same. We are your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. And uh, this is kind of getting to the very, very end of the calendar year for us. Not going to be much more podcast this year. We'll have to focus everything on the website. A little bit later on after this. But uh, give us a follow on Twitter at PivotalsPod. You can follow me at RealAlexD. You'll find me at Safamod. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. That website is PivotalsPodcast.com. And give us a follow on Instagram as well. Piffles Podcast brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. They're now on Skip the Dishes. And of course, happy hour, 2 to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday. We're a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. We can't, we can't say it anymore. It doesn't really matter if we say 1990. It hurts. Let's get into it. <laughs> Opening kickoff here presented by Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty and the Grey Cup Ticats Bombers. That game sucked. I, I've never been to a Grey Cup. The only the only one I can remember that was this bad was 2013. And when I say bad, I mean amazing that time. But where where it was over so quick, it it felt like it was over the moment Willie Jefferson stripped uh, Dane Evans four minutes into the game. Yes, the, it was zero zero at that point. And then the interception. Yeah, no, it was interception. Or the interception and then, first. Yeah, the interception. You know he's going to throw one. He throws one in pretty much every game. <laughs> Get it out of the way early. Right. That's what it looked like. But then the fumble to follow. And all of the momentum was heading downhill fast for Winnipeg or Hamilton, you know, and Bom- it was over. Bombers, of course, winning 33 to 12. They dominated that game. Like it was not close as it- much as we were like, Hey, if, if they get a stop here and, and, and go and score, it's a completely different game. And no, it was never, never close. There Winnipeg is- was not losing that game. There is one moment in the game in the second half where it felt like it could turn, but in, in typical Hamilton this game fashion, Mike Jones dropped that deep pass from Dane Evans because he catches that. They have the ball at the one or the two-yard line down two scores with a full quarter to go. Instead, it uh, he drops it. He I think he hurt himself in the process, and Winnipeg kept rolling. And Winnipeg won that game the same way that they won the, uh, the semifinal against Calgary with running with Strevler and Andrew Harris went off. You know, so... You know, the one thing that they did differently, and I half expected them to do it, they threw the ball with Chris Strebler, too. Which was surprising. They they made them risk because they all all through the playoffs, every time he was on the field as a running play. And I, I'm pretty sure the very first time Chris Strebler stepped on the field in the Grey Cup, he threw the ball to Andrew Harris. So, I mean, I, I feel like that was a game plan of, they think we're going to run it, let's, let's deke him out, and, and it worked. Andrew Harris, of course, uh, most outstanding player and most outstanding Canadian of the Grey Cup game itself. First time ever 
he was fired up. We were sitting in uh, kind of the end zone where he came out on on the bomber side, and he was amped before the game. Yeah. And I mean, it was a pro Winnipeg crowd. Everybody was for the most part cheering against the Tie Cats, and if it's out west, obviously that kind of seems to be the way that it that it is. Lots of bomber fans there, so uh, kudos to them for for making the trek. But man, Andrew Harris, he he was amped from the opening whistle, and there was no question. Even if they lose that game somehow at the end of the fourth quarter, he had those awards locked up at halftime. He was just dominating in in every aspect, and you know, good for him. Although I those I, come with asterisks, though, right? I, uh, no, these they don't. have to. These don't. They do. It's a one game thing. We all know that if but, the Riders would have won the Grey Cup, they would have put an asterisk on that too for the Montreal game. Yeah, exactly. You these know, get asterisks. The, the one thing though, if I'm him at the end of that game and I'm standing on the uh, the the platform getting my awards, the last thing I'm doing is calling out haters. I don't think we're haters for calling you out for getting caught cheating. There's a difference between... Should we give it up? Maybe. Yeah. It, it happened. I, I you think, served your suspension and it's over, right? I think now. I mean, Greg had his last meme Monday today <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. But I, I think now the jokes are done and we move on to a whole new year. But 2019, I'm sorry, you got caught cheating in, what was it, July, August? And suspended in, in September. Yep. I have no issues with, the, with fans holding on to that. It puts an asterisk on his season. I don't think it does on those awards because that's a one-game thing. But, you know, I, if I'm him standing up at that platform, I'm not calling those guys out. I'm, I'm just kind of slinking off into the, into the sunset going, yep, this season's over. Move on. 29 years. Do you kind of feel happy for the Bombers at all? No. Like finally ending no. the drought, right? We really no. wanted. No. What, what the hell are we going to yell when we go to the Banjo Bowl next year? We have nothing to yell at them anymore. Other than, I mean, obviously we're not from Winnipeg, so that's one in thirty. I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's still awful. But, in, but then, in like, what are they going to yell at us? Oh, 2013. Okay, that's really not that far. Somebody away. already tried that. Yeah, there was a Bombers fan that tried to. I don't know who he was calling out, but I think it was Shel. Oh yeah, he went after Sheldon from a tweet from May. Which, oh you know, yeah, kudos, I saw that. kudos for going back that far. But that was his hashtag was 2013 and going. That's yeah, six years. That buddy. was a great year. Yeah. That was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. We won it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Come back to me, Winnipeg, when you do that. Chris Strevler, do you have any good oh, words for him? Because he he is the Alexandro Vechkin of these of he, this celebration. He's parting it up pretty hard. And it's bloody beautiful. And you know how much I hate to say nice things about him. And just like I hate to say nice things about Ovechkin. But holy hell is his like his shtick fun to watch. Like comes out of the locker room. Literally kicks open the door, wearing nothing but a fur coat and jorts. Oh, with the aviators, man. with too, the right? aviators, the cigar poking out of his mouth. <laughs> like, you know what, man? You do you, and I hope you never become a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as a quarterback. But as a human being, that was that was great. So I will not knock you for that. Every team should, like every every fan should see their fan or where the, every fan. Let me try that again. Every fan should see their team win once. And a lot of Bombers fans can't remember the last time that they won or were too young, right? So it's it's nice that they got to experience that. And you could see, you know, a, a couple of the fans that we know that are, that were friends with from Winnipeg, just how excited they are and how happy they are. And this is, this is the greatest thing for them. This is their 2013 kind of thing, right? 
Were some of those reactions over the top, though? Yes. Of course they were. Would you expect the same if it was Saskatchewan? Yes. Absolutely. I would. Yep. <laughs> absolutely, I would. I mean, I mean, I shed a few tears after 2013. I'll, I'll be a man. I, I admit absolutely. it. Absolutely. That was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, other than the birth of my children and my wife. Um, just throw those in there. But, uh, you know, the, some the of those birth like- birth of your wife? The you weren't birth there of my it. children, I guess. And yeah. my wife? Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, poor wording. Maybe I was there. Who knows? That would be creepy yeah, if true. you were there. That's true. Let's just cut that part out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But but some of these videos, like the full-on blubbering and bawling, I'm going... They're, I mean, they're over the top. They're, that's, they're forced. I think those videos are forced. Like this, is, I get it's 29 years of pent-up emotion and everything, but whoa. Let's, uh, let's put life into a little bit of perspective. <laughs> But hey, if that's your if that's where you go, that's your passion. One all power to you. One thing going back to the start of the season, we all wanted Zach Claros to win the Grey Cup going into the season. Sure we enough, were, he did. We were stupid and didn't clarify. Yeah, we need to do that next year. So yeah. Cody Fajardo, we want you to win the Grey Cup next year as starting quarterback for the Riders. Let's just get that yeah, out of the way right this now. This one's on us. Sorry, Rider Nation. Claros, Willie Jefferson, Nick Dembski, Patrick Newfeld, former Riders. Do you feel happy for them? For, for winning? Zach Caleros, yes. The rest of them, hell no. They left on their own. Why would I feel happy for them? They didn't want to be here. Screw them. Zach Caleros, he was traded. He never wanted to leave. I think Newfeld was traded too, but he's had... He, he was traded uh, for, uh, I think it was Alex Hall. Yeah, he's had he's had five years, six years to to come back if he wanted to. No, I don't I don't understand feeling happy for these guys. I mean, I'm happy for them as people, but not as a Ryder fan. And I don't get it. Going into the game, all Ryder fans were like, hey, we want to cheer on the Bombers because to hell with Brandon Banks, you said our quarterback isn't as good as Dane Evans and went off. Why would you want your rival to win? I got into an argument I don't get with, it. with Cappy D about this. And and he says, you know, t- the rivalry thing is so grade eight. Fine. Let it be grade eight. I don't understand cheering for... Somebody in my division who I actively cheer against all season long. Like, and I used the analogy before where I said, if you're, if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan and you get knocked out of the playoffs, do you think any of them are cheering for the Philadelphia Flyers? No, of course not. Hell no. That's the last team they'll cheer for. Like, they would cheer for, what's the, what's the dude's name, the, the leader of North Korea? They'd probably cheer for him <laughs> before they would cheer for the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, probably. Like, why, why is this... A thing. Why were there Ryder fans cheering for the Winnipeg? Like you hate them. That's your job. I mean, BC. Sure. Who cares about BC? They're like the redheaded stepchild of the. They're the least of our yeah. Western rivals. Yeah, they're right? like they're like the bottom of the rung. Winnipeg, Calgary, right at the top, and then Edmonton. Yeah. After that, and then BC. Like, like if it was Winnipeg, Edmonton, I'd probably cheer on Edmonton over Winnipeg. Probably. Yeah. They're the Eastern team. Yep. And. To hell with Win- Oh man, uh, Vince and and Deb and them got me going on a huge rant. Not not radio friendly, but on <laughs> on Friday night, he he mentioned cheering for the Bombers, and I went off. I don't understand how this is a thing. I don't get it. Stop it. Well, nineteen ninety, and all because Brandon Banks said something. Said his quarterback, and was then people better. were saying karma and everything when he went out. Oh, don't with do a, that with a hernia injury, and, and he was faking it. No. There, no guy's going to fake an injury in a Grey Cup game. This is the biggest game of their lives. If they can play, they're, they're play going to play. Yeah. Now he needs surgery, and <coughs> he's got to get that hernia fixed. And don't celebrate injuries. It makes no. you look like a Terrible. douche, and it makes our fan base look like complete dinks. Stop it. 
Sorry. I wish I would have had the rap music there. Anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Georgiana Realty. Check out her Facebook page, Kathy Festion, Royal LePage, 1990, no more. And I'm a little sad, though. We got we to gotta get creative for next year about how we're going to chirp Winnipeg. Well, there's Winnipeg. still so much fun to make fun of Winnipeg for. Well, we'll come up with some. We'll, we'll figure it out, but we got time they're, for they're that. They're starting running back still a cheater. That's true. Churchill Brewing Company, odds and end zones right now. The Grey Cup events. We haven't talked about the actual Grey Cup events itself. I want to get... You were part of the Wandering Glens. Oh, man, that was so much fun. As we all know, Kevin Glenn was at some point property, and I hate using the word property, but his rights were with every single team in the CFL. And you guys all had the jerseys with Glenn honoring him. Sometimes it felt like it was hurting cats to get all of us into one room at one time, but uh, (laughs) that was an absolute blast. And to see it take off the way it did, I mean... The Glens were on CBC, Global, CTV. Um, we were on uh, 630 Chet. Like, we were getting interviews all over the place just as nine goofballs dressing up as... Uh, uh, just as having the, a Kevin Glenn jersey. Right. And you guys had the multicolored wigs, which was cool, yeah. one for every team. Yeah, and... I take full credit for the wigs. I found those ones. That was super cool. It, it was a lot of fun, and it was nice to, to get, the, get, the, get the response that we did and people really understand the meaning behind it and, and have fun with it. Like, there were events where people were coming up needing pictures. Like, we had to round up all nine of us in uh, uh, Spirit of Edmonton on, was that Thursday, Thursday night, night, to get pictures of, of all nine of us with uh, Markway McDaniel because he wanted to tweet out, that's, our, that's my quarterback. <laughs> like, it was, just, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and it's not going to be the last time you'll see the Wandering Glens back in, uh, in Regina in 2020. Excellent. Uh, the tweet-up on Friday night, or the Grey Cup meet-up, I guess, is what they call it now. But uh, that was kind of cool. I'm a little mad the beaches weren't there. We were promised that the beaches would be there. That's why I stuck around. But I just want to say about that, I got two sweet hats from that. So earlier in the day on the Friday, they, the league announced a partnership with the uh, um, International Football The leagues, International right? Gridiron Football Association. Yeah, so yeah. they announced that partnership. And uh, they had hats on the, on the wall. And uh, they came around with a box later on. And they're like, hey, there's like some hats left. Take one. And I found one with a gator logo on it. And he looks like a cartoon crocodile or, or I think it's a crocodile. And uh, I've been told it's the Cologne Crocodiles from the German League. And he's, uh, it looks very anime-like and it's super cheesy and awesome. And i really happy I got that hat. It's uh, green and gold. That's the only problem. So everyone thought I was changing allegiances. I was like, no, this is just a super sweet hat. It's got a flaming... Flaming crocodile on it. No, the, no, no. It's the other one that's flaming. I have a fl- the flaming yeah. horse on it's the, the other funny one. It's, gators, it's like the, right? the yeah. it kind of looks, reminds me a bit of the Denver Broncos logo. So that's kind of why I'm glad I got that. And it's navy blue. So they got to be Broncos, I'm assuming. And I'm a Broncos fan. So that definitely helps out. But that was super cool. And you know he's a Broncos fan because he admitted it. Yeah, not many people this year will <laughs> admit that with how bad they are. Um, Kahari Jones <laughs> signing a three year deal in Montreal without a GM in place. What's your take on that? I mean, it's the right decision, but I don't get doing it before you have the GM. Because what if the GM comes in and doesn't want Kahari Jones there? Yeah, well, he's stuck with him for right? three years. Like that's that limits who you'll bring in. I mean, it it doesn't really, but it's a he, it's he a good looking good job. It's a good looking job now. Yeah, they're on, they're on the way up. The owls, right? I don't I don't like the optics of it because it it already makes the the GM coming in a lame duck GM. He's He's, he's saddled with you know, a really good coach, but still not the guy he may have chosen. 
I mean, it was a foregone conclusion. We know he was sticking around in Montreal. And it's likely if they're looking at GM options and a guy says, you know, I think I really want you know, Danny Machocha as my head coach or I really want somebody else as my head coach. The guy's going to go, nope, I don't. we don't want you anyways because this is the guy. This is the guy that the team wants to play for. But, I mean, how do you not, after the season he had, turn yeah, that com- dumpster fire around? Completely turned it around. And good for the, good for Montreal, too, and, and their fans that, you know, are riding it out and got a home playoff game this year. And, what were they, 10 wins, 11 wins? 10, I think? 8, I think? Were they 8 and Montreal? 10? Montreal? No, the, Edmonton was 8 and 10. Oh, Montreal was 8 and 10. No, 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 they had a better record than that. Right. They were definitely over 500. If we only had, like, computers in front of us or some sort of handheld device that would tell us exactly what they... What they were that would they're either eight and ten or ten and eight helpful pretty sure they were were ten and eight yeah 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 so that's a i mean no going from where they did so and and then you they also found their franchise quarterback in vernon adams found him again yeah exactly but they know that this is the guy imagine where that franchise would be if they would have been smart and kept him four years ago or three years ago avis might still have a job oh the amount of envelopes running around that office would have been off the, <laughs> off the hook. James Wilder Jr. from Toronto asked for and was granted his release. He's XFL bound. From the sounds of it, yeah. Tampa Bay, it's his hometown. Mark yeah. Tressman's the GM head coach there. So he was, just seems like a natural fit, right? He was vastly underused this year in, in Toronto. And that's weird because they had no quarterback to speak of for most of the season. So why you would leave uh, leave a guy like him really underutilized? I don't blame him for wanting out. And he'll get more money down south, probably. And we're probably going to see a few more releases and signings in the next couple of weeks now that the well, the league is allowing it now, basically. Who's the first rider free agent that resigns? The first rider free agent to resign. That's a great question. It's, uh, oof. I'd have to take a look at the list. I, I Unfortunately, we don't have the, the list right in front of us right now. I think it's easy. Dan Clark. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Easy signing, right? Easy signing. Pretty much all the starting offensive linemen from last year, right? Yep. I think Clark will be announced closer to Christmas. It'll be a good uh, hometown Christmas gift for Ryder fans, I think, is how they'll they'll kind of make you imagine, it out to be. Remember three years ago when we started and being excited for a Dan Clark signing? Now I really want him back. Like, the, the, he's the turned into a great offensive lineman. He really has. He really has. Well, let's, uh, let's do some questions here. Piffle's questions presented by Underdogs Memorabilia. So we asked you on our uh, social media, on uh, Twitter, at PifflesPod. How do you feel? <coughs> we asked you just to send us some questions. And the first one here, how do you feel about Bomber Friends winning the Grey Cup and their chances to repeat next year? I'll start with the Bomber Friends winning the Grey Cup. There's no there's no uh, surprise. I will say I'm friends with Bomber Fan Ted on Twitter. He's a great guy. Guys like him and, you know, Bomber Reaper, Bomber Vixen, all the, the friends that we meet every single year for Labor Day and for Banjo Bowl as well. I I legitimately am happy for them. As much as I didn't want their team to win, I'm happy for them, for the fans to see that. Like I said earlier, every fan should see and remember their team winning. I don't know if Cappy D remembers his team winning. He was on quite the bender on Sunday night after uh, judging by Twitter. But anyways, carry on. No, I'm I'm, I'm happy for for the people that we know. That are that are bomber fans. Good for them. I'm happy for them. Exactly the same thing. I mean, we we run into all these guys, either them coming down to Labor Day, us going out to Bangible. Most of them, for the for the most part, bombers fans are good people. 
there's going to be the odd dink bag, just like there is in Saskatchewan, just like there is in every other fan base, and you're going to run into those when you when you invade somebody else's house. But I'm really happy for the for the good ones and the good ones that we've met year after year, who we've really become friends with. Absolutely over over this great league. Am I happy for the team? No. Hell no. No. But the fans, they deserve it. They they have gone through so much A long crap. time. And you know what? Good for them. I, I hope they celebrate the ever-loving crap out of this. Who knows if they'll ever see another one? Right? It might be another 30-plus years before they you never get know. there again. You never know. Yeah. Uh, chances to repeat. Damn, it's in uh, Mosaic Stadium. The Bombers seem to win every big game there. They won the... Inaugural season, first game. Don't do it. They won the playoff game last year. They won the West final this year. First Grey Cup. Don't forget the Heritage year. Classic too. Just Winnipeg, just to yeah, the Jets there. won the Heritage Classic. I'm going to say this right now, and you can Don't bring like this it. up one year from now. They will not win the Grey Cup at Regina next year. They will not Zero chance. They will not be in the Grey Cup next nope. year. They <sighs> will not make the playoffs next year. I Wow. Boom. I would... I hope you're right. I I'm, really, really do. I will be right. That's if uh, Chris Strebler is a quarterback. Which leads me into the next question that we got. If you are Winnipeg, which quarterback are you going for next year? Are you a Zach Claros? Are you uh, Chris Strebler? Are you all in on Matt Nichols? Who's your starting quarterback if you're the Bombers next year? If I'm a Ryder fan running the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Chris Strebler. Chris Strebler. 100%. <laughs> and I said nice things about him before. I'm done now. I, I hope he's their option at starting quarterback because I have as as good an arm as he does from from behind center. But realistically, Zach Caleros has gone east. That, that that's been known since he was traded. I think he ends up back in Toronto or Ottawa or out in Ottawa, somewhere out east where he wants to go. He he's won his cup. He has nothing to prove. If he comes back to Winnipeg and gets hurt, he taints his legacy. He can leave right now, and he leaves a hero. After four games. Where was that last year? Anyways. Um, so Nichols is your pick then? I mean. If you're Winnipeg, of course. Of the three? Yeah. I, I don't think. I think he's their only choice. I think they go off the board. Mazzoli? I think they, I think they go uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli. Yes. And I don't think Mazzoli leaves Hamilton. I think I, I just have a weird. I afford both. I think he just. I just have this weird feeling that he stays there. And how do you, so how do you afford both guys? Because Dane Evans got re-upped. If you if you look at the transaction list from uh, this year, he clearly re-signed a new contract, so he's getting starter money. You think they're going to pay over a million dollars for two quarterbacks? They might. I mean, unless Bob Young signs them for uh, signs them to work as employees at his Red Hat company or whatever <laughs> Linux company he works Maybe. at. You know, I I can't see it, but again, weirder things have happened. Does Richie Hall get a head coaching interview somewhere? No. Zero chance. I think he I think defensive coordinator is where he sits and where he belongs. We've seen what he's like as a head coach, and he's just not head coach material. Great defensive coordinator. And I know we had issues with him, of course, playing the you know soft zone. And all this year, all we heard out of Winnipeg, fire That's my favorite part. Fire Richie Hall. And then look Four what they did ago. in the playoffs. They didn't allow a touchdown after what the second like they allowed one touchdown in the last two and a half playoff games. Their defense was incredible, and they, they gave it up was an the reason why they won. Thirteen points to three very offensively talented football teams. They shut they shut everybody down, and yep. and looking at the playoffs, 
Winnipeg deserved to win. Absolutely, right? they did. That that defensive line was disgusting. Now, Rudder question here. Do you go into next season with Fajardo and Harker as your number one and number two? Is that is that exactly how it plays out? Yes. I think that's the right call. I think Harker's well on his way to becoming the next guy. And Cody Fajardo is clearly our starter. I, I think you bring in another young guy as the as the third, you know, the the roster player, but I see no reason not to. Both performed well. Harker needs some seasoning, but you know, Harker Mania is still Alive and wild well in brother. Saskatchewan. Yeah, I should have gone there. Sorry, I'm not the wrestling fan. <laughs> I mean, I I really don't see any other choice. Now watch the riders just piss me off and sign Chris Strebler as our number two. Okay, yeah, you're right. So Fajardo clearly number one, and of course number two, we all know Parker Mania is running wild. And what you gonna do when Harker Mania run wild on you? Wow. Yeah, you're gonna. Wow. Greg's going to appreciate that when he hears it. I'd tell you that much. I wish people could see me actually shaking my head at this. I'm pretty proud of that. That's pretty good. I put that together myself. As you can tell with how terrible it is. Thank you, Hulk Hogan. Uh, So how can Grey Cup 2020 here in Regina improve on 2019 in Calgary? The last two Grey Cups in Calgary, 2009 and 2019... The host city, Calgary, they put on a fantastic job. They put everything in one spot this year. It was all basically at the Stampede Grounds. And it was it was perfect. Can we how can how can Regina improve upon that? Well, I think the one thing that and I, I actually spend a little bit of time with somebody that uh, that's on the festival committee and I I threw this idea to them. So let's hope it takes off. But you remember 2013? The one thing that we had that that Calgary didn't have, even though all the all the events were in the same place. Those wristbands. The we like the passes, right? That you get in the door because I hated having to pay ten bucks at this room and fifteen bucks at this room and twenty bucks at this room. I would rather pay I think we paid sixty bucks. <coughs> yeah, it's about sixty bucks. Sixty bucks for these tickets. And you just walk in the door and you can walk from party to party. Because I love being able to go to to Ryderville and to Tiger Town and to all the different events. But I hated justifying leaving one party that I already paid cover for to go to another party that I'll have to pay cover for. When the drinks are the same, the food is the same, the DJ's probably playing the same 90s tunes. Pretty close, yeah. Like it was all, for the most part, the same party from room to room. There's no benefit to leave one to go to the other, which really cuts down on on, on the mingling that you can get at a Grey Cup because who knows who's in the room next door that you could have met had you walked out the door. But I'm not paying ten bucks to go into the room next door if I've already got my drinks in hand at at uh, at Stamps House or or Spirit of Edmonton. But the other big thing is split up the Eastern parties again. I hated having the Eastern Social Hall. It it just felt cheap when you've got five different Western rooms, and then an Eastern Social Hall and the Atlantic Schooners room. It should not be that. It should be split up, and I get why they do it. It saves them cost, and there probably wasn't enough space. But please, do what you did in the past. Split them up. Even if it means, you know, eight smaller parties instead of five big ones and one. They're better that way. Right? I think they're better that way. I agree. So that's that's it. Those are my two big things. And at the uh, Affinity Duplex, where they had it last year, the Connexus Plex or whatever they called it back then, that's where it's going to be again, we assume, right? I, I can pretty, pretty much, much everything's going to be on on the Everaz grounds. So the only thing that's going to be different is that I think 
next year, Ryderville is going to actually move to the ITC, the International Trade Center, because it's actually bigger than the... Uh, the, f- the Orr Center? The, no, no. The Orr Center was uh, Spirit of Edmonton. Oh, right. right last right. year or last time. Um, but the, the, the soccer field that's yeah. in, in there, yeah, yeah. it's bigger than that. So I think uh, they, they've done a lot of renovations there in the last couple of years, and it's massive in there. And I think that's where Ryderville is going to be. And that's obviously going to be the party to go to here in Saskatchewan. But And the biggest bonus to 2020 is even the street festival, which was down at the Stampede Grounds with all the parties in Calgary. But in Regina, it was split up. The street party was over on, on Victoria Park with while well, the main drinking parties were over at the Brand Center. I love I'm doing hand motions like anybody can see this. It's not a video podcast. I know what you're talking about. Right. And Which is what, what's important. For, exactly. <laughs> from what I've understood or what I've heard is everything will be congregated around Everest Place. The entire party, start to finish, will take place in that Excellent. complex. That's great. That's, and how, that's, that's how it should, should be. be, right? Yep, definitely. Because then you know you don't have to like even book if a hotel out east or book a hotel near there and have to go out to the north end for Spirit yeah. of Edmonton. And even or, if you are staying out, <coughs> even if you are staying out in the east end, just take one of the shuttles that'll be around, come downtown once or to the Brand Center, and there you yep. go. Or one ten dollar Uber. Yeah, and you're downtown for the day. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. So that's a one other improvement: bigger space for meetup. And it was pretty small. I liked it because pretty much everybody that we normally deal with was in there, but it needs to be bigger. I want to be able to walk around and talk to people and not feel like if I back up two squares or two spaces, I'm going to, or two steps, I'm going to run into somebody. Like it was a little cramped. Yeah. And other than that though, it was, it was a different event. I liked it. Yeah, it was nice. Um, final question we got here and uh, I know the answer to this. Not this year, but from the last two years. Steve, how does it feel to be a fantasy football champion? I put up the gif on, on Twitter. It's glorious. Absolutely glorious. So you won the uh, CFPN yep. league this year. Yeah, I uh, I took down Ty. I'm not sure why he took Anthony Coombs in the uh, in the, in the Grey Cup, but that was his demise. Because uh, Nick Dembski and uh, Anthony Coombs lost out to... Who did I have? Wolitarski and uh, Terrell Sutton. We both had we both had Dane Evans. We both had Braylon Addison. And what's funny is leading up to the game day, I thought, oh, I should I should just load up on on bombers just in case. Didn't need to, but would have made it a whole lot more interesting. Could have won that with just the bombers defense alone. Good they lord, they were on fire that game. I can't wait to get my trophy. I've told them I've told them I want a wrestling belt. Just so you can carry it around. I'm actually, uh, I'm, I, I own one of those this year after winning back-to-back years in uh, one of my fantasy football leagues for the NFL, and uh, I absolutely have to give it up this year. I'm finished in last place. Serves me right for talking so much crap after winning back-to-back, but I won back-to-back, so it's the, I'm the only yeah, guy in the league to win back-to-back. You're allowed to talk crap when you win right? two, two back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. that'll I'll be, be back me next year. year. But uh, yeah, having a belt is super sweet. So if you do get a belt, make sure you you post that. Oh, there. I will be, I'll be walking around with it at work. Like nobody at work <laughs> will know what it's there for, but I don't care. It's going to be hanging up in my office. Just walk around with it on my shoulder. It's to, a great feeling knowing you're world champion of something. Right? I'm the world champion of the Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy Football League. And the best part is I came in as the eighth seed. 
I snuck, into, snuck the into the playoffs. I beat the first place team. I beat the second place team and then the fourth place team. So you can't say you got an easy draw at nope. all. Nope. I had to roll through. I, I did what Winnipeg did. I had to take out the top team every time. And I, and there were none of the game. I scored the highest every week. So what you're saying is if you would have lost, Hamilton would have won the Great Cup. Thanks a lot, Steve. Damn it, it's my fault. This is your fault. I'll take it. I get a belt. Worth it. A belt or 1990? That's the belt. Let them have this one. Let them let them have one. Because you know they're not going to win one for 29 more years. I hope not. It's going to be fun. Someday we're going to be sitting there chanting, 2019. <laughs> Has a nice ring to it. Really does. In 30 really years does. from now. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that's we don't have no more football to talk about. This I hate this part of the year. The schedule will come out relatively soon if recent history has proven me anything. Well, it's gotten a month earlier every year. It the was last in December years, last year. So come on, Trevor. It's November now. <clears throat> it's, we're, it's we're waiting. We we let's know. Go. Let's let's get it going. We got it. We got trips to plan. We got uh, vacation to use up. And give us a couple like out east trips in a row, just like Hamilton, Toronto, cool. within a six day stretch or something like that. Give us something like oh, that. Oh man. Or Pip- Ottawa, Montreal. Let's charter a plane. Piffles podcast road trip out east. It's gonna cost you six thousand dollars a person, but let's do it. But it'll be fun as hell. Oh, let me tell man. you that much. Yeah, but that's. I I hate the off season, and I'm gonna hate it even more because Winnipeg won, and we're not gonna hear the end of it for at least two months, three months, two years, probably forever. Yeah. Even when the Riders I mean, look, win next year, you're still gonna be chirping about it. Yeah, well, we we won in Calgary. Like, okay, good good for you guys. We, we went at home, we went twice. home twice. Yeah. And our stadium's not falling apart. Bite me, Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, we'll no. still always at least have the rivalry. That'll always be fun. Except some people will still cheer them on in a great cup. Don't understand. Anyway, that's going to pretty much do it for now. We're going to take a couple weeks off anyway after this. You should probably see your family once in a while. You know, they're happier when I'm recording or off on vacation. When you're not around, yeah, hey? I don't blame them. That's Weird. I, I don't know why. I don't understand how that's possible. I'm a delightful person. <laughs> really delightful. So uh, I guess until um, we'll have one more before Christmas for sure. Tweet of the week. Oh, yeah. We didn't do the tweet yeah. of the week. I had that written down here. Well, let's get right to it. It's CFL Tweet of the Week presented by Tallgrass Apparel. Steve, what do you have? Uh, what'd you find this week? So if you've watched the celebrations at all, and I commented on it earlier, you will see pictures of Chris Streveler with aviators a giant fur coat, and jorts. So the tweet of the week this week goes out to Jacques Cartier, well, one of our one of the, uh, what do you call it, parody accounts? Uh, oh. Fake Mark Cohan. Yeah, the yeah that's the who he used one. to be, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, so Jacques Cartier says, the man is wearing jorts, no shirt, a fur coat, and day drinking. This looks like what would result if at Rouge Daltz and I made a baby. What? <laughs> and it's absolutely true. If you don't know anything... Uh, Dalton over at uh, Rouge, Rouge Radio, Rouge, yeah, Rouge Radio, uh, is known for wearing jorts. No, it takes a special kind of person to pull off jorts. It does. It does. Not everybody can do it, and apparently only him and Chris Drebler can do it. But that was a quality tweet because I never wanted to think about that, and there it is. So now well, everybody now you, else has to. Now do that it. you have that image in your head. I had to share it with everybody else, so I'm not alone. (laughs) Well, we'll leave you with that. 
on this episode of the Piffles what, Podcast. What a, what a great way to end the <laughs> picture that as we leave you with. But the uh, 2019 season now done. And uh, we look forward to 2020. And that's what we're going to do in our next, next episode. We're going to start looking forward to 2020. And of course, we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff going up on the website in the next month or so. We actually have plans for our website in the next month or so. So we'll uh, definitely get some stuff going there. So make sure you check that out. But that's going to do it for us this week here. And that almost pretty much concludes the 2019 season. Steve, it was uh, it was a blast this year, 13-5. and five. We'll have an article coming up uh, pretty shortly about how we're actually going to grade the season. But, I mean, I F. normally say if you, yeah, if you don't win, it's it's an F, right? Like, but but this season didn't, like we said on the show last week, it didn't feel like it was a failure of a season. It felt like the Riders got their franchise quarterback and the team is trending upwards. 13 and 5. Who would have thought you I've never seen this team 13 and 5 in my life. Who would have thought we would trend upwards from a 12 and 6 season after losing our GM and head coach? They've been 12 and 6 a couple times. This was a fun year. I've never seen them 13 and 5. Until the end. Until the very end when the damn bombers had to ruin it. They Move the goalposts back 20, 20 yards. Move the goalposts. Oh, I was back. so hoping that they would have gotten me, like some <laughs> they kind asked of Randy Ambrosi that at the uh, state of the league. It's obviously not going to happen. Like, come on, like that could have happened to anybody. And it's once and how many times has the ball actually hit the? I, the I can think like of that? twice, not other than many, Chris Milo field goals, which was twice a game. Like, if it was any other team, we wouldn't have heard it after that. No, play. of course not. But you know, do, do that. Go to three down football. Fair catch. Just take away the take away all the Canadian rules if you move those. Take away the rules. Could you imagine adding twenty yards to every field goal? Like over time, you wouldn't even start in field goal range anymore. Good, you shouldn't. Well, I agree with that. You should but. start at the fifty-five. You should be gifted points. I, I don't think you should be on your side of the field because that's going to take forever. Start at the fifty-five. Earn a couple first downs to I make like field it. goal range. I like it. Don't just. Oh, well, two incomplete passes. Well, you can still kick a 42-yard field goal. Okay, great. No, that's a rewarding failure. Start at the 55. How many people are going to make a 62-yard field goal if they go two and out? Not many. Just Brett Lothar. That's it. Medlock, Medlock, Medlock would be pretty damn close, too. But we can get into our potential rule changes yeah, that sounds like early in 2020. Talk. We'll definitely do that. But uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us this year on the Piffles Podcast. Like I said, we'll be back one more time before Christmas with our Christmas lists. Oh, yeah. What we want the riders to get in the off season. So we're going to have to put some thought into that and uh, let us know what you think the riders need to go after. But uh, that's going to do it for us this week on the Piffles Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at Piffles Pod. You can give me a follow at RealAlexD. You'll find me at Safamod. We didn't give him a shout out earlier for his uh, Twitter. He doesn't but deserve also... one. He's missed four weeks in a row. Okay, fine. Don't follow Greg at Greg on Sports. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Piffles Podcast. Instagram at Piffles Pod. And of course, the website, pifflespodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty, Tallgrass Apparel, Churchill Brewing Company, and Underdogs Memorabilia for their support to make this show possible. Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. As we leave you, this is Tyler Gilbert, Ghost Behind Your Mind. <laughs>